if you got paid every time you heard or read about how Oklahoma State University is in the depths of despair with the transfer market, then you'd probably be rich by now. I mean, you can go find it literally anywhere. So now that spring ball is over and everybody that left Oklahoma State has had the opportunity to show what they could do at their new perspective universities, as well as the guys that we brought in to replace them have had likewise the same opportunity to do so in Stillwater thus far. We'll take a dive back in and kind of see where everything shakes out. And y'all know I absolutely cannot stand it when coaches try to blow smoke up everybody's wazoo, especially when we know it to not be true. Well, I also don't like it when players attempt to do the same thing. And I'm also old school, and I believe in good old-fashioned bulletin board material, and we now have some from an unlikely candidate. But nonetheless, I hope our linebackers hear it. I hope they see it, and I hope they use it. Because to me, it adds a little bit of gas to what already is an on-fire spring. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We are available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. You can find me personally on Twitter at All Day O State. Make sure at the end of the video, if you like what you heard, hit the like. Hit the share, hit the subscribe, the notification bell, all that fun jazz. Okay, yes, as you can tell, I'm a little fired up for this one today. Feeling kind of feisty. But don't worry, it's not going to be one of those, oh, Cody's about to rant again. It's not exactly that. When you look at the transfer class, and as already alluded to, we've all heard it a thousand times, whether it be from newspaper articles or it be from scouting services or it be from other fan bases or quote-unquote expert punditry within the industry. The common consensus was Oklahoma State lost so much in the transfer portal that this coming season was going to be a complete disaster. We knew we had some things that we needed to correct this offseason, right? I'm very happy to be part of, I don't know, the 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 knowledge that we're fixing these things. And that knowledge is because these things even got out. And that's the whole idea. Get enough information out to hold everybody accountable, even if it's within the locker room. Well, that appears to have happened at least thus far into the spring. The buy-in has been amazing. We've heard time and time again from the players themselves that this is a different Gundy. This is a new Gundy. And this is all we've ever uh, really wanted, right? And I hate it when we try to throw shade at players in directions it doesn't need to go. Like, for instance, the Spencer Sanders saga. Could he come out and explain everything that happened? He absolutely could. Will he when he's done with college football? Probably. But it doesn't behoove him to do so at this very moment. It just, it doesn't. 
And yes, you did watch him put up over 300 yards and three TDs passing. And the Ole Miss spring game had a, another touchdown rush, rushing with the potential of a second rushing touchdown. He also threw a pick, right? So he had to throw the old school Spencer Sanders in there. But yeah, I did watch it. Yes, he did look amazing. Yes, I am happy for him. Yes, I do think in the right system, Spencer Sanders can do the things that we always hoped he could do at Silver, Oklahoma. Okay, that's fine. That system is not what we're running right now. So the system we're running at this very moment would not have suited Spencer Sanders anyways. Again, could he throw shots across the bow with how things were handled? Yes, he could. Has he? No. Will he? Who knows? But he hasn't. Trace Ford caught a lot of heat for his decision to go 71 miles south down the road to our arrival. And he caught a lot of flack for it from Oklahoma State fans. Some of the things that were said were kind of embarrassing to even to think we have fans like that. But every fan base does have those type of fans, so it is what it is. But nonetheless, when all of that stuff was going down, could Trace Ford have taken shots across the bow? Yeah, you know, he could have taken some more pointed shots. He absolutely could have. When you heard that Mason Cobb was leaving, yeah, it was a punch in the gut. Yeah, it hurt me personally um, because I'd established a really good relationship with his mother via social media. So we had some conversations and, you know, so I I had a a very high affinity for Mason Cobb. I was excited to see where he would go and do. And then you hear about all of the shenanigans that happen with A&M. And then he immediately leaves A&M, ends up at USC. Okay, fine, great. You want to go play for Stinkin' Lincoln? That's cool, man. But he has given his reasoning now for leaving Oklahoma State. And this is the bulletin board material that I'm talking about. So Mason Cobb said that he left Oklahoma State because he wanted to be somewhere that would prepare him better better for the NFL, prepare him better for the next level. Oh, say that makes so much sense because I don't know, Malcolm Rodriguez and Devin Harper and Amen Ogbang Mamiga are just doing so terrible that, uh, yeah, there's not a path to play linebacker at Oklahoma state and go to the NFL. Get the flip out of here with that bull honky buddy. Another thing he said was he wasn't getting pushed. He wasn't getting pushed enough to be better. He wasn't getting pushed enough to end up in the NFL. So it's it, it's like he forgot that Malcolm Rodriguez and Devin Harper were right in front of him. Um, so it's not that's not viable. Or is it? If that's viable and you're a linebacker at Oklahoma State University, please do, pray, tell, put that on the bulletin board for everybody to use. Xavier Benson, Jeff Roberson, you should use that. Justin Wright came in to fill the void that was going to be left by Mason Cobb. Is Justin Wright as athletic as Mason Cobb? Can he move to side to side and do some of the things Mason Cobb can do? No, he cannot. But he also is not going to get burnt on assignments. He's not going to try to do too much and eat up other people's responsibilities. Sometimes defensively, it's good to have that All-American type that can cover up a bunch of losses. But also sometimes it's good to just have a guy that's willing to do his job that is Justin Wright. Is it going to be as pretty as what Mason Cobb could do? No, it's not. But it really chaps my hide to hear him say stuff like that. It's ridiculous to say that you left because there wasn't a clear path to the NFL playing linebacker at Oklahoma State University. That's a bold-faced, cotton-picking lie, and you know it. 
And then to turn around and say that the guys behind you weren't pushing you, like Nick Martin wasn't pushing you, like Lamont Bishop wasn't pushing you. Like Donovan Stevens hasn't been doing his thing for, for quite some time now. Like, okay, maybe that part's viable. Maybe he wasn't getting pushed enough. And if that's the case, then that means the guys that have the depth chart pieces for linebacker at Oklahoma State right now should take offense to that. Heck, I even think maybe Colin Oliver should take a little bit of offense to that. Mason Cobb wasn't getting pushed enough at Oklahoma State. All right. Cool. I think that we're built this season to be much better. I think that we're built the right way to potentially make a run at a Big 12 championship. No, it's not just the schedule. No, it's not just because I'm I'm punch drunk in love with everything that happened this spring. But again, it's way better than we've been. It's way better than last spring. It's better than the spring previous to that as well. We got robbed of seeing it as a fan base. Yes, I get that. But don't buy this six-win, seven-win bull honk either. Don't buy it. You sell that and buy, buy high. Bet the over. We're built for it this year. I promise you that. Speaking of built, yes, you already know, we're rolling into my number one favorite uh, favorite partner here, and that is Built Bar. Ladies and gentlemen, That we did drop a new peanut butter puff flavor the Saturday, so hopefully you've had the opportunity to check that out and try it. If you haven't, make sure you do, because Built Bar or Built Puff, they are the delicious snack that uh, you need in your life because they taste really good, but they're also super healthy for you. Make healthier choices, guys, right? You're traveling. You're taking your kids out. School is kind of getting to to a place where baseball season is in full effect, so I know we're loaded down with these and gummies. I'm a huge gummy bear bear addict. But uh, gummy bears and Bill Bars, it's the way to go for us. And you already know what makes them so good is they're covered in 100% real chocolate. But not only that, they come in the flavors that are – unmatched right we just launched a new flavor we also got churro peanut butter brownie cookies and cream is the bee's knees to me but on top of being 100 percent covered in real chocolate they also have 130 calories four grams of sugar and a whopping 17 grams of protein packed into one bar do not miss your opportunity to go get hooked up on some Built Bar today go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club while you still can to get your specialty flavors or go to built.com. Head to Walmart today, go to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of built bars. You can pick up a four-bar box with my favorite cookies and cream. You can also get double double chocolate bar, coconut puff, so on and so forth. Or if bulk is more your style, run to a Sam's Club. You can grab yourself a 13-bar box and make sure you hit all of the, the famous flavors um, as well as the, the, the brownie uh, batter puff and the churro puff as well. So, You'll thank me. Go get yourself hooked up on some Bill Bar. Okay, so let's dispel some myths here. Yes, we did lose a significant number of warm bodies, whether it be the transfer or it be graduation, okay? 
So let's just kind of hit on some of the transfers. Langston Anderson, wide receiver. Really wish he would have stayed, uh, but I completely understand him leaving. Just wasn't getting the the, the role that he always thought he was going to get at Oklahoma State. Uh, but he could never see the field enough to to show us what he could do. Okay, cool. Caleb Etienne, he's uh, the one that we're most recently aware of. He had just left in the last week and a half to go to BYU because he ran from competition. Okay, it's, it's another backup. I know people do want to say I heard some other fans from other Big 12 schools talking crap about, you know, Mike Gundy and, and the way he let Caleb Etienne go and yada, yada, yada. Gundy was 100% spot on right on this one, guys. The dude just ran from competition. He was told that he was going to be splitting reps come fall, so his 13 starts previous meant absolutely nothing. It's not a weighted scale. It's about who is going to be best right now. What you did last year did not work, clearly. So it is what it is. Um, we do know that Dalton Cooper is better than Caleb Etienne by, uh, by a significant amount. We do not know if Jake Springfield or Cole Birmingham is going to be able to lock down the other side until they get to, to film. So I don't see it as a negative because he was getting passed on the depth chart. There was even a true freshman that just got here that was already pushing him to potentially pass him. So again, not that big of a deal. Bryson Green, wide receiver left to Wisconsin. Again, not that big of a loss. I, I mean, I'm not going to throw too much shade, right, because his brother's still on the team, and I, I have a lot of belief in what Blaine Green's going to do this season. But we'll call spade a spade. There were several times last season on film where Bryson Green gave up on routes, gave up on plays, gave up on tackling uh, the, the DB whenever an interception occurred literally right in front of him. So, yes, he's very, very talented, but is he going to be missed? No, he's not. Absolutely not. You got Boogie, Stephon Johnson Jr. doing his thing down in Houston because he was a freshman and he was playing as early as he was. And you see some of the stuff come out of practice. He was breaking ankles on a daily basis. So, yes, this one is going to hurt. But we've already limited some of the, the pain here. What we have got thus far at wide receiver has actually been uh, net positive. Dijon Stribling is better than advertised. Leon Johnson III is an absolute monster of an individual that is going to be unstoppable. He's shined really, really bright. Whenever we got to the, the second half of spring, um, obviously he kind of tailed down. But you cannot replicate that size when you're six foot five, 230 pounds. You're pretty much a pseudo tight end, right? Even if you're 6'4", 220, 230, you're still pseudo what used to be a cowboy back. So losing Boogie, not cool. Uh, losing Bryson Green, not a big deal. Losing Langston Anderson, it sucks, but in the grand scheme of things, not a big deal. Losing Caleb Etienne, it's going to hurt quite a bit from a depth perspective. But at the end of the day, we know what we have in Dalton Cooper is going to be better than what we had in Caleb Etienne. So if Cole Birmingham and or Jake Springfield can solidify the other, other side of it, Either one of those two is going to be equally as good as what uh, we were going to get out of Caleb Etienne, clearly. Yes, we already talked about Spencer Sanders. He lit it up at the Ole Miss spring game. Good for him. I'm excited to see what he can do. I, I put this out there. I do think that we held Spencer Sanders back a significant amount as far as the play calling and what he could do. So I hope he uh, he has a lot of success at Ole Miss. Braylon Presley going to Tulsa. Again, he was a dude that really was 
wanting to play running back. He fancies himself in the Tyreek Hill type, type of mold. He didn't like the way that we were using our backfield last year, and he was not wrong. We were not using our backfield properly last year whatsoever. Dominic Richardson is awesome. We love the guy, but he should have been RB3 the entire season. I'm sorry, there's no way you can pop on film at any point in time in the season or the season prior where you can tell me that Jade Nixon is not better than Dominic Richardson. You cannot go back last year and tell me at any point in time in the season that Ollie Gordon was not better than Dominic Richardson. I think the same could be said about DeAndre Jackson, but due to the NCAA and Texas A&M, we didn't get to see that till the very end of the season. So losing Braylon, Braylon Presley, a pseudo running back, backup wide receiver, jitterbug type of guy uh, with Arlen Bruce in the mold, I, we're not going to miss a beat there. Uh, it's a good segue into Dominic Richardson. We hope he has success at Baylor. I, I think that that style could help him, but you you never saw him grow with finding open field at Oklahoma State. You saw the power. Right, you saw the aggressiveness, you, you saw the work ethic, you saw the dedication to the craft, but you never saw his eyes shift to open field. Is that going to change at Baylor? I highly doubt it, but nonetheless, we wish him nothing, nothing but the best. But we have definitely won there because, guys, Elijah Collins is significantly, significantly better than Dominic Richardson. Jay Nixon was better than Dom, too, and he didn't play enough. It is what it is. But Dominic Richardson, yes, he was the starter. But if anybody says he was the best running back on the roster last season, you are flipping, fracking, hammered, white girl, wasted, drunk. John Paul Richardson is a big loss. I'm not going to sit here and pretend otherwise. But again, you know what we have in Dazon Stribling, the transfer from Washington State. He's been stealing the show. He was my wide receiver MVP. Again, Leon Johnson the third stepped up on campus, and our defensive backs didn't know what to do the first couple weeks he was here. He's going to be able to figure it out. Uh, and then clearly we know what we have in BP. We know what, what Talon Chetron can, can inevitably be. So is it a loss? Yeah, it is. I'm not going to sit and pretend otherwise, just like losing Boogie. Yes, those are losses. Yes, they will kind of hurt, but it's not that big of a glaring issue because of what we have and the production we have at the moment. We're not even mentioning Jaden Bray, guys. Jaden Bray has been on fire, but he almost gets pushed back into the mold because you expect him to be that Des Bryant type. And thus far, as long as he can stay healthy, that appears to be the case. Uh, another offensive lineman that we lost, which is really – the only one up until Caleb Etienne was Eli Russ. Eli Russ decided to go to Troy because he wants to play. I get it. Again, not a major loss, guys. And then you go to the defensive side of the ball. We've already talked about Mason Cobb. Thank you for the bulletin board material, my guy. We knew him leaving was going to suck from an athletic standpoint. But we've changed our defense, and what Justin Wright is able to do is precisely what we need, right? Xavier Benson has stepped up and taken that leadership role, and now I hope that everybody passes the message on that we were not good enough in the linebacker room to keep Mason Cobb. We are not good enough at Oklahoma State University at putting people in the NFL for Mason Cobb. Please use this, because I did not see him throwing shade. And when it's half bull honky, I'm going to call you on it, buddy. Um, and then you had uh, Darian Dizadere, Dizadre. I probably just murdered that. Obviously, if I don't even uh, know how to pronounce his name, that probably shows you how much he was an uh, integral part of the roster. 
Trace Ford, everyone wants to make a big deal about him going to OU. I do think that the the medical situation, how he handled it, how he dealt with the injuries, it didn't help him. So the sales pitch he had from, you know, the OU medical staff to Mama Bear Ford, I completely get it. He did just get released recently. But again, people tend to forget, even before his injury last season, he was already splitting time with Colin Oliver. So OU fans want to call him a starter. That's fine. You can call him a starter. But you can also look and see that he was splitting reps. He did not want to split reps anymore, and he didn't like the way the injuries were handled at Oklahoma State University. I don't uh, I don't see the big deal with him leaving to OU, to be honest with you guys. But he's not, he's not throwing shade. And we have Anthony Goodlow. And Anthony Goodlow and Nathan Latou already look like they're going to be able to replicate what Trace Ford was a- a- ever able to do in Stillwater anyways. So, yeah, we've seen flashes of his NFL ability, but he wasn't on the field enough for us to know if it's going to be a loss or not. Um, Thomas Harper, him going to Notre Dame kind of sucks, right? Because, uh, you know, the story with his brother, him and his brother playing together at Oklahoma State University and him having an additional year and following the same footsteps as his brother and yada, yada, yada. It does kind of suck a little bit to see him transfer to Notre Dame. But again, he's a safety, and he knows how absolutely loaded at safety we were going to be. So he was going to get squeezed out of playing time. It is what it is. Don't fault the guy whatsoever. DeMarco Jones, another cornerback, number 22. You saw him on the field quite a bit. He was a very reliable backup that I wish would have stayed, right? There's a few of these Cowboys that I know they would have continued to, to remain at the backup spot. But adding the depth was really, really instrumental and some of the capabilities we had in the back end. Talent-wise, I get it. Uh, He he was going to be relegated to a backup role again this season. But I hope he does really, really well at Tulsa. But again, when we get Ladarius Webb Jr., it automatically canceled that out. And then you find out Ladarius Webb Jr. is so good, we don't need him at the cornerback position. So he also washes out what Jabbar Muhammad was going to be able to do or not do. Yes, I know he's doing well right now, looking good at spring in Washington. But their defense was like 101st in the country in, in past defenses. So they, they need a Jabbar Muhammad. I'm telling you all right here, right now, you're not going to be able to notice a difference between Cam Smith, Cam Epps, Ladarius Webb Jr., Corey Black. We are fine at that position. So losing both of those guys, it sucks. It hurts for depth, but people want to continue to act like we lost all this craziness. Sam Tui Alamaka went to San Diego State. Again, wants to be a starter somewhere. Kanayan Williams, same thing. He was a backup for a long time at Oklahoma State. He was at Oklahoma State for multiple years. And you saw him on special teams quite a bit, but I understand it. Another safety at a position we're stupid loaded at the dude wants to play wish him well at Tulsa uh, and then you had uh, some people like Braden Johnson going to the NFL Zach Middleton's not playing football anymore CJ Brown had some stuff kind of shake down Tyrone Weber had some uh, mental evaluation stuff that he needed to get taken care of transferred to to somewhere in Canada good for him uh, we, we kind of know the Hunter, Hunter Woodward situation. Sione Asi going to the NFL draft. Lamont Bishop, NFL draft. Brandon Evers, NFL draft. Sean Michael Flanagan, uh, he's going to try his hand at the business realm. Tyron Irby, NFL draft. Tyler Lacey, NFL draft. Brock Martin, NFL draft. Jason Taylor, NFL draft. And the point I'm, I'm, I'm making here is what position other than quarterback did we lose that we should have a bunch of questions about? I tell you, the answer is pretty much none. Wide receiver concerned me for a while. It really, really did. 
But seeing what John Stribling is, seeing how Jaden Bray is coming back, seeing what Blaine Green is currently doing at the moment, seeing what, what Talon Sheptron is currently doing, seeing the growth from some of the younger guys, the capability that Arlen Bruce has to line up in the backfield, just like we were going to potentially do with a Braylon Presley and split out as a wide receiver, whether it be an H-back type of role or a slot receiver type of role. You check all the boxes, right? People always want to talk about Trace Ford. Okay, cool. We got Anthony Goodlow. We win there. Sione C going to the NFL. Okay, fine. We got Justin Kirkland, and the dude is, is performing like an absolute animal. He pretty much eats up two different people. So if you want to throw Sam Tui Alamaka in there as well, that's still a Justin Kirkland equivalency. We lost two dudes, one in the NFL, one a transfer, that neither of them could beat the guy we got. Justin Kirkland is that good. Anthony Goodlow is that good. Justin Wright is going to do precisely what we need him to do. So he's going to replace not all of the, the, the production that Mason Cobb gave us. I get that. But we don't necessarily need that either because now we have Colin Oliver playing linebacker and flying all over the field like a madman. I mean, what other position? Safety, we win. Cornerback, we're going to surprise some people. We're winning. Defensive end, we're fine. Defensive tackle, we're more than fine. We potentially got an all-Big 12 guy in there as well. Running game, we got significantly better, way better. We would have been last better, in my personal opinion, if we'd given more carries to either Jaden Nixon or Ollie Gordon or DeAndre Jackson at the end of the season. I just, you know, you got to respect Gundy's affinity for staying loyal. Like, I get it. But at some point in time, you have to check the ego and the friendships at the door. And, and Gundy doesn't always do that, right? Sometimes Gundy goes with his guy as opposed to who should be the guy. But you tell me in the comment section, Cody, you're wrong. You forgot about X, Y, and Z. What position are we going backwards in from last season? Because I... I can't find it. It's not on the D-line. It's not on the O-line. Wide receiver room's a wash. Running back room, we got better. Safeties are NFL caliber. Multiple safeties are NFL caliber. Same with the cornerback room. I've been telling people that Mason Cobb and Spencer Sanders are going to be the only two losses that we really, really feel on a significant basis. And, and I did think wide receiver was going to be a little sketchy there for a minute. But then when I found out we weren't running the same system, I knew we didn't need to have an embarrassment of riches per se wide receiver. But we ended up doing, uh, doing pretty daggone well in that department. So we're still loaded there as well. So quarterback. Yeah, after what Spencer did the other day, clearly he still got it. It is what it is. And now he's in a system that, that suits him better. Good for him. But stop letting people tell you, you're, you're an Oklahoma State fan. You lost half your roster. You lost X, Y, and Z. Because it's just not right. Quarterback, yes. Yes, you're still seeing Alan Bowman and Garrett Rengel fight it out. 
And you're seeing a lot of improvement from Gunnar Gundy as well. And you're seeing Zane Flores, the real deal for a freshman. But are any of them where Spencer Sanders is at the very moment? No. Again, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. I think we, we screwed Spencer Sanders. But at the end of the day, other than those two dudes, I'm telling you, we are not missing out. Loosen Jason Taylor the second. That's hard. Hello, Kendall Daniels. Any any other safety that you want to talk about? Cool. We have Lyric Rawls. And then you got to factor into the equation now, Ladarius Webb Jr. And also, you've got uh, the linebackers are going to surprise some people this season. It is what it is. All righty, y'all. That's all we got for this one. Go spread the, the, the message. Bet the over. Make the money. But also, spread the message. Stop letting people tell you that we lost a bunch of critical pieces. It's not true. It wasn't necessarily true then, and it's absolutely not true right now. All right, y'all. So we got, as always, I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. Until the next one, thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Later.